Thank you for tuning into Calvary Life Keller's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in your personal relationship with Jesus. For more information about our service times and locations, please visit us at www.calvarylife.us. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, you doing all right? Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? All right. Hey, I came to the right place this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. He is still on the throne, huh? Come on, he's still on the throne doing his thing. Um, God did not forget about you. Amen. He has you in mind. Amen. He is answering prayers even when you don't know it, when you don't feel it. He is answering our prayers. I'm excited this morning. Yes. Can you just stand with me one more time? Get your exercise on. You're going to work out your faith in here. Amen. Yes. God is moving. So I'm going to be reading out of Matthew uh, 6. Matthew 6, we're going to start in verse 31. It says, uh, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Like he knows. He knows that you need all these things. Verse 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So today, I'm going to talk to you about the power of alignment. The power of alignment. Let's let's pray. Father, we worship you here in this place, Lord God. Without you present in this place, Lord God, it's just regular church. And we did not come here today for regular church, Lord God. We want to go deeper. We want to go deeper, God. We want more of you, God. And so we just ask for you to move in this place today, Lord God. Share something with us today, Lord God, that would change our lives, Lord God. We just thank you all that you're doing and what you're going to do, Lord God. We give you this service today, Lord God. Thank you for using me to minister your word today. What a great privilege and honor it is, Lord God. So I pray that your word becomes flesh today. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords today. Have your way in Jesus' name. Somebody give him a shout. Yes. Come on, I love a talk back church. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Come on, talk to me. God is good. 
Yes, he is. Man, so this is our 10th message on a series called For Real, For Real Faith. Amen. How many enjoyed last week's message? You know, besides the beginning of uh, Pastor Joaquin's message, I thought everything was good. You know, when he gave me uh, that awful gift, everything else was great. Everything else was great. Right? Um, so, I, so how many are enjoying the series so far? I mean, you're at church. You have to be honest. Don't give me the church answer. Give me that for real, for real answer. Amen? Um, so if... If you have been moved by this series, if you learned something from this series, go on our web, web page or our um, you know, social media page and talk about it. Yeah. Talk about how much you've learned, um, what, what have you gotten out of this, this series, and what have you applied. I mean, you may have to go back and listen to some of the messages. That's okay. Do that. Amen. So I'm, I'm hoping that you, uh, this church really get this in your spirit, right? Because faith, faith, we, we need faith. God's looking for faith. God's looking for a faith church. He's doing some things. God's taking this church from ordinary to extraordinary. But it's going to take faith to do that. How many want to go with me this morning? It's going to take faith. It's going to take faith because faith is the bridge right, to get you to where you, where you are, to where you need to go. Faith is that bridge. So we need faith, because without faith, right, we cannot please God. So that means God can't do anything in our lives, right, if, if there isn't any faith. And you know that the, the enemy wants to steal our faith. We've been talking about that late, lately, how the enemy wants to steal our faith, and we must understand his antics. Right? We can't ignore that the enemy is after your faith. Right? The Bible says that he kills, steal, and destroy. But they all don't mean the same thing. See, a lot of times we celebrate right, of the, uh, the, uh, our victories of um, winning spiritual battles. Right? So we're, we're, we're celebrating and we're rejoicing about he didn't kill me. He didn't destroy me. Well, all along, he's laying back in a cut saying that they don't just know what I stole from them. Because wow. sometimes he steals, he steals your peace. He steals a little bit of joy. You don't serve God the way that you used to, right? You, 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 don't, you don't enjoy the, your, your marriage any, any longer like you used to, right? Um, there's no joy in what you're, what you're doing any longer because he, the, the enemy has stolen some of, some of the joy. That, that you have. We must be aware. Like the pandemic has done a number on Christian faith. It, it has, right? I know we, we must protect ourselves and, 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 and all of that, but the, it, it's done a, a, a horrible job, a damage to our, our Christian faith. Amen? Like people don't serve God the way they used to any longer. They, they just don't. The enemy has, has used this opportunity to steal our faith. Right? So some, some Christians will go back to work, but not back to church. Right? So stolen our faith. So like as, as if God doesn't know what he's doing. As if God is not, no longer in control. Right? So we allow the media and, 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 and certain people, right, to change a course of our lives. As, as if 
of God forgotten about the plans that he has for you? Those plans have not changed because of the pandemic. If God has a plan for you, he will fulfill those plans, but he needs faith to do that. Is anyone going to go with me this morning? I hope I didn't lose you after worship. Amen. Amen. So God's got a word for us, right? God's got a word. He's challenging our faith. Amen. Because our faith is being challenged all the time. Amen. So, so we, have, we must understand that faith, our faith, frustrates the enemy. Right? It frustrates the enemy because it fuels our hope. So, uh, um, so Satan was frustrated with Job, right? Because he wanted to, he attacked Job, he stripped every, he took everything from Job, right? But he couldn't steal his faith. It was frustrating to him. We have to learn to frustrate the enemy. So no matter what's going on around us, you got to say to him, you cannot have my faith. I'm going to go deeper with the Lord. I'm going to go deeper in the Lord. Right? The more you, you, more you attack me, the deeper I go. Amen. You cannot have my faith. Oh, if I had a talk back church today, we would be shouting up in here. See, the enemy will win the battle when you are out of alignment with God. So that means you're not connected with the Lord. You're out of alignment. So you're susceptible for the, for the enemy to win, not just attack. The enemy is going to attack all of us, whether you're in alignment or not. He's going to attack, but will he win? He will only win when you're not in alignment with God, right? So spiritual alignment is, is, uh, pertains to being lined up and in an agreement with what God is doing, right? It's, in, it's, it's being lined up in an agreement with what God is doing. So, so that means you must be aligned with what, what God is doing, right? So we have to stop asking God to bless what we are doing, right, and get aligned to what he is doing. Because if I align myself to what God is doing in my family, I will receive the blessings, right? Yeah, because if I align myself with what God is doing in this church, I will receive the blessings, yeah. right? But we are, we are loners in the church. We like to do our own thing, and we ask God to bless what we are doing. Why don't you do what God is already blessing? Amen. There's a blessing in this church. It's a blessing on this church. God is blessing the church. Don't go by what you see. God is blessing this church. Amen? Amen? God is speaking. He's, he's, he's doing things. He's bringing the right people here to do, to fulfill the call that he has on this church. Right? So we need to get, a, a, you know, an, an alignment to what God is already doing. So we like to ask God to bless what we are doing. God's like, no, just bless. Just be a, get aligned to what I'm, what I'm doing. You will receive the blessings. Amen? See, when a car is out of alignment, I wish I had like, I was calling around for a, a steering wheel, you know. Uh, so when a car is out of alignment, it's hard to steer, right? It's very difficult to steer. Any, anybody had a, had a car where your car was out of alignment? It just, it's, it has a mind of its own, right? You, you, you're trying to go right, but it wants to go left, 
right? And that's what happens with, with our life. Our life, it, life becomes difficult when we are not in alignment with God. And God can't steer us where we need to go. We want to go left. We want to go left, but God wants to bring us right. Right? And every, everything makes, it makes everything difficult. It makes everything difficult. The ride becomes bumpy all the time. When your car is in alignment, everything is bumpy. It's like, it's like this. You can't stop. You live your life just like this. I don't know. It's just, you can't stop. Everything is bumpy. It's just weird. It's, it doesn't feel really good. It's really uncomfortable. This is how you ride. This is how you live your life every single day. Your walk with God becomes bumpy, and there's no breakthrough, right? Because God's trying to bring you a certain direction, but you keep going to in, in another direction. Amen? So it becomes, life becomes hard because we, we step out of his, his rest. We step out of his peace and we step out of his presence. I don't want to be out of the presence of the Lord. Because in his presence, there's everything that I need. In his presence, all that I need. Right? That's why our text says, it speaks about alignment. It says, seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, wait, let's not go to the end until we invest in the beginning. Because it says to seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We ought to seek first. So what that means is we have to make a conscious effort to turn towards God Versus worry, fear, and anxiety. So if I, if, I, if I turn towards God, then I have everything I need. I have that rest. I have that peace, right? Things are aligned. Blessings will flow through alignment, right? But if I turn towards worry and, and, and fear, I'm giving it, it power over my life. Amen? So, so for some people, you have to... Uh, uh, stop giving your anxiety an identity. It's, I hear people say, my, my, I, my anxiety. It's not your anxiety. God didn't give it to you. God didn't give it to you. He did not give you the spirit of fear, right? So it's no longer, if we give you anxiety and identity, it's no longer a feeling. It's the way of life. Wow. <laughs> right? So don't give it, don't give it any power. Amen. So God, God did not give us the spirit of fear. It's not your anxiety. It's just something you may have. We all have certain feelings of anxiety at times. We get anxious at times, but we don't need to own it. Amen. It's not ours, right? So we have to make, we make a conscious effort to turn towards God, right? And then blessings will flow from us, right? 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 We turn, we turn away from fear and towards. God. Is anybody going with me right now? It is not yours. It is not yours. Turn to somebody and say, it's not my anxiety. It's not mine. See, God has a purpose for your life. He, he needs to align you with that purpose. Amen? Don't miss the opportunity to align your life with, with his. Amen? I love what Josh, Joshua said. He said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That means everyone in that house will be aligned with God, and we will all reap, we all receive the blessings of the Lord. So he made a stand. He was just like, I don't know what y'all going to do, but me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? 
We're going to serve the Lord. We want to be in an alignment with what God is going to do in our family. It's blessings over your family. Blessings over the family. Make sure your family is aligned to what God wants to do. Well, I think I lost some people this morning. Amen. You, you notice the church get quiet when, when, when we get challenged. Amen. I, I, I love it. So it's okay. God challenges me all the time. Come on. We need to align ourselves with the Lord. So I'm going to give you three keys to alignment. Right? Then that's it. Then we're, we're good. We're going to go home. Amen. So the first key to alignment is to align your thoughts with God's thoughts. Yeah. Align your thoughts to God's thoughts. So we must fix our thoughts on things that are good. It says it in um, Philippians 4.8. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So this here, so we need to focus our attention on here. So this, this tells us how to renew our minds. The Bible tells us to renew our minds. But this actually tells us how to do that. It tells you where you focus your attention on. Focus your thoughts on. It says things that are good. Fix your thoughts on true, things that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. All you have to do is meditate on these things. Right? So if you're not thinking these things, right, get rid of those things, right? Uh, 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 bring down those lies that the enemy is trying to speak over you and think about and meditate on these things here. Because these are God's thoughts. So when he says that the plans that I have, the thoughts that I have for you, right, he's thinking about these things. Oh, is anybody going with me this morning? Right? So one of the reasons why we can't keep our peace it's because we entertain, right, uh, 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 conversations that goes against our peace. So you can't keep your peace if you're entertaining conversations that goes against your peace, right? So, so we get stuck. We get stuck in certain thoughts in our head, and then faith can't move, right? If we have no breakthrough in our minds, then faith can't move because faith in the head is what? Faith in the head is what? So faith in the head is dead. So faith can't go from, from your head to your heart and to your actions because that's what it's designed for. Amen? So faith gets stuck in the head. And God can't, God can't do anything. So we get these thoughts. We, can't, we don't let these thoughts go in our head. So some of you have accepted an identity that's just not you. It just happened to you. Some of you have accepted an identity that is just not you. It just happened to you. God said you don't fix your thoughts on the, the, the things that happen to you. Fix your thoughts on things that are good. Amen? Fix your thoughts on things that, that are good. I mean, so we get, we get stuck in our head. The enemy loves when we are stuck because he has its way, right? I know men tend to be loners. Right? Men tend to be lonely, so we get stuck in our heads a lot because we are, we, have, we are fixers. So we try to fix things in our minds. Right? So we get stuck in, in, in our heads a, a lot. So we, we, don't, we don't connect with, with other men. 
Amen? We don't connect with other men. So the enemy has his way, I've noticed, with men a lot because we are in our own thoughts every day. Every day we're in our own thoughts. But it's nothing more powerful than when you're around some crazy men. Some crazy men with crazy faith. Amen? And so, so God may, may be challenging you here today to be around some crazy men. So it's, even, it's probably the ones that you criticize. The ones that you think that are a little weird. You may not have anything in common. Well, all along, these weird people, these crazy men are probably casting out demons. Healing the sick. Amen? Amen? Carrying people to Christ. Amen. When, when, when they pray, things come to pass. What they pray comes to pass. Amen. Because their, their, their life is aligned to what God is doing. Amen. Amen. So, so I challenge the men, don't be loners. Don't be alone in your thoughts. Amen. I mean, get around some crazy men. You know, uh, people who believe what the Bible actually says. People believe when they pray, it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. So when they pray for you, believe that it's going to come to pass, and they're going to be waiting for it, and they're going to remind you of it. Amen? Get around some crazy people in your life. I don't know about you, but I need some crazy uh, prayer warriors in my life. Amen? People that who believe in God and not what the world says. Amen? The world, you can't give me my identity. Now, my, my identity comes to Christ. You know why? Because I'm making a conscious effort to turn towards God and not to fear and not to what the world is saying. Amen? I believe what the Lord says. And so if I align with God, that means blessings are coming down from heaven. Blessings are coming down from heaven because I'm in a position to receive from God. And I'm not allowing worry or fear to take over me. So we get, we, get, we get trapped in our minds a lot. And sometimes we fall into the comparison trap. Fall into the comparison trap, right? So we write ourselves off because we, uh, we look at what others are doing, right? So we take, go to our social media page and look at everything that people are doing and say, oh, this person must be, must be doing good. Amen? But we can't go by what we see. See, we have to set boundaries around when we scroll through social media pages, right? So you have to set boundaries and make sure you, you uh, uh, pray for that person and celebrate for that person. You celebrate that person's success, right? And don't compare yourself to them because God has a call for your life. That's going to be different from their life. What you see is not what you're going to receive. It's going to be different because you are different. Right? So don't go by what you see. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Amen? Because it's not, you, we, God doesn't want a, a, a duplicate call. Right? So he said, so he has a separate call for all of us. So when you look down, you scroll down the social media page, say, oh man, God must be blessing them. You celebrate them one, then you pray for them because you can't go by what you see. You don't know what's going on in their lives, right? You know, don't go by people's poses, right? You know, the appearance, right? Because uh, men, so God said, men look at the outward appearance, but I, I look at the heart. I look at the heart, you know, so we looking at the outward appearance and thinking that they got all together, but that couple may be home fighting each other. Amen. And they need, they need a prayer. Amen. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by the, the social media posts. Amen. Pray for them, right? Set up boundaries in it and say, you know, I can't compare myself to them. God has an amazing call for me. I'm just going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for it. 
So, so don't compare yourself to them. Compare yourself uh, uh, with yourself. Compare yourself with yourself. So what, what, are you, what is God doing in your life that you need to align yourself with? <laughs> right? So God wants you to be the best version of you. Not of them. The best version of you. So whatever you, God is uh, telling you to do right now, do it well. Be excellent at that. Right? Be, uh, be excellent at what God's calling you to do. Do it well. Hallelujah. Go to the next level where you are now. Turn to somebody and say, go to the next level where you are now. Come on, I got to wake you up this morning. Come on. Somebody need to go with me this morning. So the second, the, the second thing is, um, is we must align our hearts with God's heart. We must align our hearts with God. Because Satan is after our hearts. So once, if he steals our heart, then the heart will no longer be with, with the Lord or no longer be for God. Amen? So, but when God has our hearts, it's an automatic loss for the enemy. It's nothing like when the Lord has our hearts. But when our hearts are not aligned with God's heart, there's an entryway into our hearts for the enemy. That's when he takes advantage of we, we give him access to our hearts because our hearts are not aligned with God. So the Bible says that David was a man after God's heart. Man after God's heart. So that, so, so David was not perfect. He wasn't perfect. He was just like us. I know he was king, and I know he beat Goliath and lion and the bear. He had, he had, some, he had some success, but he was a sinner. He, he made mistakes, right? So, so why did God say he was a man after, after his own heart? I mean, he was just like us because, right, despite David's mistakes over, over the years, he was still a man that lived according to God's heart. He was a man that lived according to God's heart. So if you read the story of, of David, there are plenty of times where he inquired of the Lord before he did things, before he went into battle. He inquired of, of the Lord. So he was a man that lived according to God's heart. Are you with me? So he understood that alignment was more important than assignment. was more important than an assignment because an assignment won't, um, will, you will be exhausted with your assignment if you don't have alignment. So your, so your heart must be aligned with God first, right? So he understood. So that's why he, he, he sought the Lord for things that he, that he did before he fought battles, before he did things, right? He made sure that his heart was aligned with God. That is very important. Tell somebody alignment before assignment. So we're so focused a lot of times on assignment, amen, but we get, we get, we get exhausted if we're not aligned with God, if we don't have God's heart, right, about the assignment. Hallelujah. So, so Psalms 37, 4 says, delight Delight yourself also in the Lord, 
and he shall give you the desires of your heart. We mess this scripture up. We do. We really mess this scripture up. And I, some, and I can understand why, because it can be confusing. Because God didn't say, right, the text didn't say that God would give you the desires of his heart. It says he will give you the desires of your heart. So it can be confusing because we, we may think that the desires that we have in our, in our hearts are, are pure, are good. Like God gave us this, this, this desire in, in my heart. So uh, uh, let me just go with it. Amen. But it says, but we ignore the beginning. Because it says, delight yourself also in the Lord. So that means, right, to grow, to grow closer with God. So the closer you are with God, he'll take away your desires that aren't pure and give you new desires. Amen? So now your heart is aligned with, with God. Amen? See, we can easily make our desires an idol when we focus on what we want instead of pleasing God. Right? That brings weariness to the spirit. But when you delight yourself in the Lord, right, you take the a focus off of what you are waiting for and you place it on the Lord. Waiting brings strength and not weariness. Waiting brings strength and not weariness. I don't know about you, but there are some things that I'm waiting on the Lord for. But I feel like I'm getting stronger. I feel like I'm getting stronger. My faith is getting stronger because the Bible says that waiting, those who wait on the Lord get their strength renewed. So I'm getting a little stronger. How many out there are getting a little stronger? Because you're waiting on the Lord for some things. Waiting on the Lord for some things. Hallelujah. Bless them. So delighting in the Lord brings, just brings a strength. So we don't, when we don't delight in the Lord, that's how burnout comes. That's when we get burnout because we're not, our hearts are not aligned with God. Then everything becomes hard. Everything becomes hard. You can be at the right job, right? The right job, but not feeling it. You know, it's exhausting to be there, right? You can't, you don't, you don't like nothing about it. You complain every time that you, you, you go there, right? But it's not the job. It's not you. It's not the job. It's you, right? Because your heart is not aligned. So when you align yourself to what God is doing in your job, you receive blessings for that. You get a, a renewed desire for the job. Amen? So you could be at the right church, right, and feel like you're being burned out, like everything that you do becomes exhausting and all that. Don't blame the church. Align yourself to what God is doing in the church. Amen? So if you, if you don't have the heart, if your heart doesn't connect to what God is doing, everything becomes exhausted. Exhausting. Everything becomes exhausting. You, that's, how, that's how burnout comes. I remember times where, where, where people would come to me and I said, Pastor, how, how can... Um, how do you handle the dry seasons of your life? You know, some, the, the seasons where you're, you, you're not feeling it and um, you feel like God is so distant. God's not answering your, your prayers. Like everything I do is just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just not feeling. What, is, what do you do? So I used to tell them that, hey, man, you know, you got, you got to keep going. God has a great assignment for you. God has a great call in your life. But that is bad advice. That is bad advice. Amen. 
So, so you, we must challenge people to delight themselves in the Lord. So, because it's a promise. God made a promise. He says, if you draw closer to me, I'll draw closer to you. If you do it, I'll do it. Amen? So forget about the assignment and focus on your alignment with God. Align yourself to what God is doing. Make sure that your heart is connected to what God is doing. Otherwise, you will hurt people because hurt people hurt people. So make sure that your heart is aligned to what God is doing. Amen. So he, he will renew your, a renewed strength you have, a renewed desire that you have, right? You are connected to what God is doing. It's nothing like when someone gives their heart, their whole heart to the Lord. Amen. The enemy is defeated. Don't even have a chance. Amen. Don't even have a chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alignment before assignment. Come on, shout it out. Alignment before assignment. Bless God. Amen. As I said before, relationship with God is supposed to be enjoyed, not endured. We want to enjoy our relationship with the Lord, his goodness, as we are singing and worship. And just like we worship God because he's God. As Tracy was saying, there's a million things he's, he's done in, in her life. I could think of two million things. I could think of millions and millions of things that God has done, God, what God saved me from. I mean, we get so caught up on the now, and we forget about all the things that he's, that he's done, that he has done already. Amen? He, God, God has not forgotten how to be God. He has not forgotten how to be God. Amen? So we must align our thoughts with God's thoughts. We must align our hearts with God's heart. And we must align our actions with what God calls us to do. Align our actions. Those actions, that means we have to do something. Like, we have to do so. We must align our actions to what God has called us to do, right? So, um, so sometimes we get confused about calling when we hear calling. We get confused with calling over, over gifts. But if you don't understand your calling, you'll misuse your gift. We'll talk about that a little, a little bit. So if you don't understand your calling, you will misuse your gift. Amen. So calling. So we all have... Uh, uh, multiple callings in, in a life, right? Um, so sometimes people think that, you know, if, if I'm not called to pastor, I'm not called to a certain position, you know, um, you, you know they don't understand their calling. It's not always a, a, for a position, amen? We all have multiple callings in life. First of all, we're all called to belong to Christ, right? So what that means is that, right, we're all called to participate in a redemptive work of Christ, so what that means is whatever you are in right now, so whatever God's calling you to walk through, amen, that's part of the redemptive work of Christ, amen? So God has called you to walk through what you are in right now, what you are in right now, amen? So we all participate in a redemptive work in, in Christ. So it's just something that God's calling you to walk through right now but he wants you to walk through it in alignment with him. 
as you walk through it, right? That's where he starts to develop you. It's a process. Process before promise. Process before promise. Say with me. Process before promise. So, so it's, not, it's a process. So God's developing you. So whatever you're in right now, God's calling you to walk through it. Because, because he's pulling you through it. And, and as, as he's pulling you through it, he's developing you to be the person that he called you to be. Amen? So, so the enemy will stop your forward motion. He will distract you, right, for, uh, for, for mo- from moving forward. Right? So he sends all these distractions so to get you uh, fo- uh, focus, get your focus off of the plan and only on the uh, problem. We, ha- we must be aware of what's going on. And so I've noticed, right, a lot of Christians have a hard time getting over things, getting over the past, get, getting over uh, offenses, giving, get, um, getting over um, disappointments, whatever the case is. And so because they, we have a hard time getting over things because they refuse to walk through the healing process. Amen? So you can't get over something if you refuse to walk through it. So you must walk through the healing process. So that's why, that's why we have unforgiveness. That's why people have a hard time for, forgiving because forgiveness is a process. It's a, it's a process. So as you walk through forgiveness, right, God, God empowers you to forgive. So forgiveness is like this. You make a conscious effort, turn towards God, right, uh, um, instead of your accuser, instead of what happened to you. Amen. You make a conscious effort and to- turn towards God because when you do that, you now are in the, you're now in an alignment with God and then the power to forgive will be given to you. Amen. So God's telling us to walk through it. He's pulling us through it. Amen. He's pulling us through it. He's, he's, he's developing you and who, who he's called you to be. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out a little bit. Can I help you out? I'm going to give you three things that's going to help align yourself with what God is calling you to do. All right. Can I give you three things? All right. So it comes out of Exodus 14, uh, verse, uh, verse 14. It says, um, the Lord will fight for you, just be still. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. He said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people of Israel to move on. Hold out your walking stick. Reach out your hand over the Red Sea to divide the water. Then the people can go through the sea on dry land. So for those that may not know what's going on here, so the Israelites... They're at a crossroads in their faith. So they're at, they're at the Red Sea. The enemy is chasing them. You know, the enemy of their past is chasing them. So, so this is a, um, um, a challenging moment, moment for them. And so, um, so, so God is, you know, challenging them to, to kind of keep moving forward. God had promised them uh, a new land. He promised them a way out. And so now here, here they are, right, at the Red, Red Sea. And so I love what Moses said to the Israelites. He said to them, um, God will fight for you, just be still. 
So in the Bible, we know that the Bible talks about being still, right? It said, be still and know that I'm God. Be still, know that I'm God. So being still doesn't mean to just stop and do nothing. That's not what it means. So be still, actually a Hebrew word for that means rafa. It means relax. So basically, everybody say relax. So, so basically, God is saying, relax and know that I'm God. Relax, I got this. Relax, as you keep moving forward, relax, I got this. I am God. Just relax. Say relax. relax. So, so relax, he was saying to them. And then he said to one, Moses came crying out to him. He said, why, why are you crying out to me? Tell them to move on. Tell them to move on. See, we, we have to have faith that God has already provided for us. So he was saying to Moses, I've already provided for you. I already told you what I needed to tell you, right? You must have faith in what I said. You must have faith. Use your faith. Relax. Use your faith. Tell somebody, use your faith. Use, use your faith. Amen. So then Moses had the, uh, the staff, right? He had to use the staff to, to, um, to um, um, you know, hit the Red Sea, to uh, divide the Red Sea. Right? So he can divide the Red Sea, but they had to walk through it. They, they still had to walk through it. Amen? So God, a lot of times God provides a way out for us, but we refuse to walk through it. We ask, keep asking God for blessings, the, the blessings. God, show me, show me your, 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 your presence, God. Show me your blessings, Lord God. He gives us the blessings, but we refuse to walk through what he's calling us to walk through because we're so focused on what happened to us. Amen. So they, it was, they were still required to walk through it. Somebody said walk through it. So this is how you align your actions to what God is calling you to do. You must relax, use your faith, and walk through it. Relax, use your faith, and walk through it. God is God. Amen. God is God. We must use our faith. God has a, 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 a word for us. God has a promise for us. Amen. But you have to walk through the process. But you must relax. Amen. So that means you make a conscious effort to turn, to, turn towards God instead of your fears and your worries and your, and your doubt. Where is that going to take you? God's saying that move on. For some people, we get stuck. So he said, relax. I am God. And it says, I will fight for you. All we need to do is relax and know that he is God. We use our faith and we walk through it. And we walk through it. Oh, is anybody with me this morning? Is anybody with me? Yes. It says to walk through it. So I'm going to end this message with this. And I'm done. Get a little music coming up. I'm going to close with this. It's the power. We must understand the power of alignment. We must understand the power of alignment. When we are aligned with God, we are a force to be reckoned with. We're a force to be reckoned with. We're powerful beings when we are aligned with God. And so I want to leave you with this is just to kind of seal the message. 
I, I encourage you to, for, some, for someone to meditate on Psalms 23. Familiar um, story. But I'm hoping that you read it in a, with a different lens. It's extremely powerful. I believe David is showing us how when we focus on God, when our focus is on God, blessings are aligned. We receive blessings from the Lord. No matter what we are going through, like blessings, we receive the blessings when we are aligned with, with God. David really teaches us about alignment here. So he is walking through a valley. It's a dry season of his life. And he's worshiping God in the valley in this dry season. See, it's easier to worship God on the mountain because everything is going well. But for, with for real, for real faith is when you worship him in the valley. When you're waiting on the Lord for things, when you're walking through the dry season of your life, and when you sense that God, you, you, you like you know God, but you, you, you don't sense him or you don't feel him. He's, he's not there. It's those dry seasons. Like you're not getting a word from God. But you still worship him in the valley. David is telling us all who God is. He's telling us. He's singing a song to God. He's worshiping God in the valley. He's telling us how he is in alignment with God, what God is doing. No matter what he's going through, no matter what role God's leading him, God is with him. He is aligned with God. His heart is connected with God. He's reminding us that God, he is a man that's after God's heart. So he's in a valley. He's in a dry season of his life. And he says, although I walk through the valley of the shallow, shadow of death, I fear no evil because God's rod and staff comforts me. And this is my favorite part of it all. He says, I set, he sets a table in the presence of my enemy. And he anoints my head and my cup overflows. So David is saying there are blessings when you leave the valley. So whatever you are walking through right now, there is a blessing on the other side of it. The table represents God's anointing. God's anointing. The table represents God's provision and his everlasting love. So he's saying, well, no matter what you're going through, no matter what role, how God is leading you, it can, you could be in a dry season. After you leave your dry season, there's blessings on the other side of it. God will anoint you. That means he would give you peace. He would give you joy. He'll do it all in front of your enemies. Kill, steal, and destroy. All they can do is watch but can't touch you. That means you can partake in all of God's blessings and the enemy cannot do anything 
about it because you just walked through something powerful. So the enemy's looking at you, walking, coming out of your, of your valley and just saying that, I can't believe they were untouched. I can't believe they still have their faith. Oh my gosh, what are they about to do now? Oh, they about to sit at the table that God has set before us. And we can't touch them. We did our best. We tried to take everything from them, but their faith is untouched. What happened is because you are in line, aligned with God. The power of alignment. The enemy can't steal from you if your heart is aligned with God. The enemy can't steal from you if your thoughts are aligned with God. The enemy can't steal from you if your actions are aligned with God. He can't see you. So after you leave what you're going through, after you come out of what you're going through, there's a table set up for you. There's a table set up for you in the presence of your enemy, and God's going to anoint you the peace that you need. David proved to us that when we seek God in his kingdom, in his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. So whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been hoping for, amen, no matter what you're facing right now, God's telling you to walk through it. Walk through it. There are blessings on the other side of it. Is anyone getting this today? There's blessings on the other side of your trials. There's blessings on the other side of your pain. God would say to someone today, that you go, girl. I know you carried a lot of pain. I know what happened to you. But man, you are a champion right now. I got this table set up for you. I'm going to anoint you. And everyone that you touch will be blessed because of what you went through. Because of what you went through right now. Say so you keep going. You may not see the table right now, but it's there. But it's there. And once you walk through what you're going through right now, you will receive the blessings, things that you've been praying for for a long time and you never thought it would come to pass. I'm here to tell you, the Lord said, it is coming to pass. There's a table set up for you in the presence of your enemy. Come on, stand with me. It's the power of alignment. The power of alignment. See, we have to continue to align ourselves with God. No matter what you're going through right now, God is saying, relax. Use your faith. Walk through it. Relax. Use your faith. Walk through it. I am God. I am God. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week.